Hi, my name is Shannon Pfeffer. I'm obsessed with understanding the how and the why behind feeling good and translating that knowledge into strategies that help you live better. Each week, we'll dive into conversations about food, fitness, stress, career, and family. We'll learn from each other, feel more connected, and we'll explore ways to design a life you love. So what are you waiting for? Keep listening for tips, tricks, and fun facts about feeling good, looking good, and living better. And don't forget to bring a snack. This is a Side of Syrup podcast. In today's episode, strategist to the core, Sabina Suri, explains not only her career path and how everything sort of built on another based on her big brain and sort of intuition of where she wanted to go, but she also talks about the importance of pausing, taking a moment, sitting still, and figuring things out. An important lesson for all of us at any stage, life, career, parent, so important to to sit and figure out what to do versus just go, 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 go. Uh, besides that, Sabina also has really awesome strategies of small ways she incorporates wellness into her life. So it's not overwhelming. It's just a habit and the habits all build upon each other. So she leads this very balanced, really efficient with her time, her energy, her space, um, sort of life. So there's a lot to learn from her today, as always with our guests, but I think you'll really find her quick, actionable tips to be super smart and easy to implement. And one tip that she does morning and night, uh, she sent me the formula for, so check it out in the show notes after you're done listening to the episode. Hi, Savina. Hi, Shannon. Hi, I'm so happy you are here today. It's been forever since we've caught up and we no longer live in the same city. So there's lots of life updates to discuss, but (laughs) first and foremost, we've known each other for a while. Our listeners today um, will love to know who you are, where you're at, what you do, uh, and then we can kind of dive into a bunch of questions. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm Sabina. I'm in San Francisco currently. So recording this from Pack Heights neighborhood. I we met actually must have been like 12 years ago or something. I don't even know. (laughs) A while ago, Um, and that was when I was living in LA. Um, We met at Ogilvy, which you know the ad agency. And, you know, loved, loved connecting there. That was my first job out of college, worked in brand strategy for a few years, then started my own company, BoxBox. That was all in LA, an e-commerce gifting company, which we can definitely get more into. Um, And then now I'm at a company called Canal based in San Francisco, which is um, an e-commerce tech startup. That's awesome. Yeah, I... For for those of you guys who don't know, Ogilvy is one of the biggest ad agencies in the world. And it was really awesome that Sabina and I got to work in the same department and sort of learn and grow from there. And 
the network that you build at those big companies like never goes away. You never. Know, you, you just yeah, you know someone everywhere. Yeah. And you know it like like us, we've just stayed in touch. You know, and I've followed your career over the past couple of years, and you've just done the most interesting things. So I, I mean, I have a I have a funny story that I'm earmarking for later. Okay. Um, but I do have a question for you of, you know, Ogilvy, as many big global companies are pretty corporate, you know, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a creative agency, but pretty corporate. How did you sort of shift out of that and start your own thing? Like mm -hmm. what, what was like your mindset? You were also, you were so young to be like, yeah. I'm going to make a change. Totally. People, I, I think like the fact that I was really young made it a lot easier to be honest. Like I think about this often where I'm like, you just have so much less fear at that age. Like you, you look at kids and like, they're just so fearless and not that I was a kid, but same idea where like, you just have this beginner's mindset, which is awesome. But basically I, at Ogilvy, to your point about meeting amazing people, I met my, um, who would become my, one of my co-founders, Chelsea. And we became like fast friends at Ogilvy, kind of stayed in touch as I went to a few other agencies. She worked as well in at a few agencies. And basically one night we were at Earth in Santa Monica <laughs> eating chicken quesadillas. And we sort of were talking about this idea for, it was like a bunch of our friends were moving across the country and we realized like there was no way to kind of like be there for them when we couldn't be there physically. And that was sort of like such an aha moment of like, why is there no way to send like a beautiful curated gift to friends and like kind of really like that experience that you have of like going to all your favorite stores, gathering and like putting something together that feels personal. So we just had this like conversation, honestly, and we're like, I think we could do this and we could, we could try and see like where it goes, but it was really kind of such a passion project. Like it was truly like, we're excited by this. We want to do something that is sort of a creative expression of ourselves outside of our careers. And so I don't even think it at that point, it was a conscious shift from like corporate to creative as much as it was like, let's follow something we're interested in. Right. Right. And over time, it sort of became like, okay, we're making this shift and we're going all in and all of that. So that was like early days, I would say, of BoxBox. And it's so awesome. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was just, I, I, oh, I just remember you like, no, no, so sorry. I'm just going to cut you up. But I remember like when your LinkedIn profile changed and I, I think you were in another agency at the time and I saw you did this and I'm like, wait, 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 what is she doing? You know, like, I, I want to know more about this. And then I started ordering it once you guys, um, <laughs> once you guys launched, but continue on with your story. I was just yeah. a fanning girl, girl, you know? No, thank you. I, I, um, it's, it's a really interesting kind of point because I, to your point, like I was working at an agency called Deutsch at the time loved what I was doing. Like my dream was always like work in brand strategy. Like I love consumer insights. I love, I'm a brand nerd at heart. Like I just love that stuff. And so I, I was really feeling like that was where my career was going. And that really always excited me. I liked that there was a path forward because I'm a pretty like type A person. 
And BoxFox was like none of those things. It was like not guaranteed. There was no like structured path. Didn't know a lot of things, but I also am somebody who understands like I love to take like a calculated risk. And so it felt like at the time I was going to be kind of like doing something that felt like at least I understood the market opportunity, if that makes sense. Like I understood that there was like something that needed to be built. And that was like the main sort of driver for me was I think this is actually a really, really good idea. And that like drove me forward. But there was about from, I would say from um, like early 20 or late 2014 to late 2016, I was working at Deutsch. So I was managing both and I was basically, it was daytime at Deutsch and then like nights and weekends with Fox Fox. And it was a lot like that balance was just like, insane. But to your point, I mean, I was like 24 to 26 years old and I didn't have like a lot of other responsibilities. So you just kind of go with it and it's fun. And you, you don't need sleep then. Yeah, exactly. You're like, don't eat sleep. I don't need like healthy meals. Yeah. I don't need any of the things, you know, Yeah, you have a workout routine because you don't need it. It was crazy. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I'm like those days. But yeah, so it just felt like it was a lot, but it was also very invigorating and exciting. And then like the tipping point, I guess, came for Box Fox when it felt like that balance was like way too much and Box Fox just needed more and more of my time. And I found myself drawn to thinking about Box Fox more and like wanting to to just spend more time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and it was probably interesting too, because you got to like work a different side of your brain and figure out, like, I feel like in brand strategy, it's like figuring out a lot of like the, the brands, a lot of like aha moments about that brand and figuring out like their roadmap. But this was mm-hmm. like a totally different realm. Like you probably like logistics and shipping wow. and a stock room of products. I can only imagine. Yeah, it was definitely a different side of the brain and a different skill set. And I think the thing I really loved from going to like more of an advisory type of role, which you are as like a strategist, sort of like the expert on this one specific area, you become to your point, like a generalist, which is awesome. But also you can have like, you can see the impact of something you do like that same, you know, or like that same day or that same month, like you're able to like just launch, test, learn, iterate in a way that, you know, when you're coming in, like from the outside, you're like, this is what you should do. And you're right. But to get the client to do that, like there's just, it's a very different sort of like process as you're well aware. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think that another interesting thing, which you, in your previous job, you didn't get to do so much because you, at an agency, you mostly get placed on brands. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, here's your expertise and here's a new client that came in or you got to help out the New York office. Cool. But you probably got firsthand, like getting to know so many brands that you brought in, like, how was that too? Because some of them are smaller, some of them are bigger. Like you, there's always been an interesting curation 
of mm-hmm. all things like we we love and when we didn't know we should love because it's like <laughs> our new next favorite thing. <laughs> totally, totally. No, that was honestly like for me what was so amazing about the job and like so amazing about what we were building. We felt like again like the reason we loved sort of that experience of like going into a local boutique or a gift shop like somebody had curated that somebody had said these are the brands and products you should know your friend is going to love this candle she's going to love this little hand soap or this cream or things like that and we felt like there was no one really doing that online for gifting at the time and so i think exactly your point like getting to curate that experience and make it kind of all the best things under one roof and also getting to know the people behind those brands. So like a lot of the work was connecting with these founders and learning about their story and their mission and their values and figuring out how we could like storytell around their products with like curations that we were doing through the boxes. So it was a lot of like, honestly, like art and science and like matchmaking and, and thinking about like, again, like what type of story we really wanted to tell, which was so rewarding. Yeah. It's so awesome. My, um, my best friend and I would, we had sent a couple of boxes back and forth, but now, now we have a box box mystery box that we fill with our own stuff, but we, we literally we've hung on to it. And then the other person does not know if it's a box box or if it's like a mystery box. Uh, love that. Yeah. So fun. yeah. But it's just, it, it's it, the company, like I, I know that's not probably not the goal, but, but it started a tradition between <laughs> friends who don't live in the same city. Like she lived in LA for a long time. She lives in Seattle now and, you know, thoughtful, sweet gifts, like with a story to them, have just like kept the friendship going. It's been four years now we've been doing this. So, but you, yeah, you just inspired that and then inspired sort of like that, that new behavior between the two of us. And um, it's just, it's the most like special thing to get that in the mail. So that makes me so happy. That's amazing. I mean, that really, really is the goal. Like, I think it's, it's interesting because like there's so much talk about like, is gifting your love language and like, is that, do you like gifts to like, you know, exactly feel loved? And I think for us, it's like, it's never about the gifts. Like we have many box boxes that are like one product. Like it could be like a face mask that's like $5 or something. It's, it's like, but it's the idea that like, I thought of you, there's a message inside, like this reminded me of you. And to your point, like getting something in the mail, it's just like, it really is like an age old art, you know, and like to be able to like fuse that into today's world is like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they're so, everyone has felt so lonely the past couple of years and dynamics of friendships and what it means to like be there for someone totally Mm -hmm. shifted. But I think like the simple act of just because like, I'm thinking of you. I want to send something your way. Like, it's so meaningful, especially now. It just, you, the fact that you come across someone's mind and they're thinking about you and want to 
you know, want you to know that like it's so special. So, you know, I, I just think that it's just, and it's an idea that worked then in the inception, but it's such an idea that, that continues to, to work now. Totally. I love that. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then I guess my, my curious mind is thinking about like all the products and stuff that you, you worked with, like, were there any like brands that you started using yourself and you're like, this is going to be part of my routine or like lighting this candle, you know, is now part of my routine. Like any kind of yeah. like self-care thing. Totally. I would say there's a lot. One would be Veluspa candles are like one of our best selling uh, product, like brands and products. Um, so I have one in like every room of my house. Like I just, I love, I love them. They smell amazing. They do so many like seasonal collections and stuff. So I'm a big candle person just because I think it can like really like elevate a space and a mood. And so I love those. I'd say, um, way the Jen Atkins, like hair care brand, they also have like a lot of body care and I'm obsessed with like the hand cream and the, the body butter as well is amazing. I use it. I think pretty much every day. So those are a couple, there's these face masks called Lapcos face masks. There's like milk, honey, aqua, collagen, bunch of different types. So I love those and I'll use them just like if I want like a skin refresh. So those are like three off the top of my head, but honestly, one of the perks is I had access to all these products. So I could always be like trying them and see what I liked. And it was, it's just like very fun to be able to discover like new things for your routine. Totally. And Hey, you got, you gave us some like key knowledge here of like three things you loved and you loved over time. So I know those work. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was in college, I worked seasonally at Sephora and it was like, like not, not the same, but you know, it was like, we got all these products if you, if you met a sales goal for the day, you got to take home something, whatever you wanted. So I would come back from college with like bins of things and I'd be like, guys, take them. But like, okay, here's my recommendation on this fragrance. You know, it wears off, but wear it at night, put on five spritzes. This eyeliner is great. This don't waste your time on this, but if you want to give it to your sister, go ahead. You know, but I feel like there's so much out there. And if like, you have that, like, hands-on experience trying something or like it's now a staple in your life, like it's got to be good. Totally. Yes. It's like that you get, there's a lot of noise, which is why it's important to like, I think the recommendation and the curation piece is like so important, whether it's like through a friend or like through a business you trust or whatever it is for sure. Totally. Totally. And then, so taking like all you learn from Box Fox. Now tell me a little bit more about what you do with Canal because you work with brands, but in a different way. Yes, absolutely. So BoxFox was an eight-year sort of endeavor, and it's still continuing to run, doing very well. My co-founders are doing an amazing job. For me personally, I sort of reached a point post-COVID, as so many people did, you know, um, but I felt like COVID was really, really great for BoxFox, the business as you can imagine, like people were gifting for the exact reasons we talked about, which was so incredible. But I think for me, it just 
started to feel like it was a lot, honestly, and like sort of taking, um, it was like, instead of sort of like the idea of it getting a little bit easier over time for me, I think I started to just like invest more and more like mental energy and physical energy. And it felt honestly, like it was reaching a little bit of an unsustainable point. And I was just, I was ready for, it was partly, partly burnout, but also I think underneath the burnout, even if I was working through that, I think it was realizing that like, I was ready for a new challenge and like my growth was, I was at a, a place, you know, where I wanted to see new growth and I was ready for a new chapter. I just didn't know what that chapter was. So that was all sort of last year around like between like March and July-ish, that period, a lot of soul searching, trip to Mexico, like just trying to like get my head straight. And I, I was exploring a lot of different things, honestly. I didn't know like to your point, like how I was going to leverage everything I learned as really like wearing every hat. Right. So it's like, I've done the curation piece. I built a sales team and like built up our corporate gifting business. I've done like HR and like operations and just the whole gamut. And so I actually was introduced to the CEO and founder of Canal Bennett, um, like last fall. And we had a great conversation. Essentially what Canal does is it allows brands in in its network to like cross sell each other's products. So what that means is like a, a brand can plug into another brand's store and basically like be the inventory within that store. So to use like a concrete example of like way again, like if way wanted to have a marketplace and they have all these like amazing like skincare and hair products, but they also wanted to sell like, healthy snacks that their customer would like, they could use Canal to do that and basically like stock their shelves, like healthy snacks. And I, when I say stock their shelves, I should say stock their digital shelves because right. it's all right. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, so that's kind of like the concept. And it, we also do a lot of stuff with like creators who want to have their own, like what we call a storefront. So maybe they yeah. have an amazing audience but, and a big audience, but they don't have like a way to actually sell the products that they're recommending. So we allow them to create what we call a storefront and that's completely like owned and managed by them. And then they can um, like add products as they see fit. So that's Canal. And I basically was brought on um, after like Bennett and I were chatting and he want he wanted somebody to basically come in and help them decide like what brands they should be including in their network. And like, obviously that was like a dream job for me because I was back to the roots curation and thinking yeah. about what the best brands in every category are. And so I was like, this is amazing because I have so many brands that I know, but also I'm, I'm always discovering new brands. Like that's a passion for me. So I think staying connected to like the D to C ecosystem and staying connected to founders is really exciting. And so that's really the job. And then also with that, with building the network, matchmaking, like those brands that we're bringing in with brands who want to have these marketplaces and who want to start something, um, you know, like a storefront. 
So yeah. um, it's, it's really fun. I, I really love it. I've been there for a few months now, like four or five months and the team's amazing. And I'm just obsessed with the idea. So it's, it's really, really amazing. Yeah. I mean, you said it first when you were talking, but I was going to say it too, of like your career came full circle. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a strategist mind like never dies. Like you're always going to be curious. You're always going to want to figure things out. And it just like your career story just totally makes sense of how you got to be where you, where you are now. And, you know, I, I used to do career coaching the past couple of years before I really shifted into health and wellness. And it's so funny to hear people talk about their old jobs and like, you know, this is what I did and this is what I did. And then talk about where they've landed, like somewhere amazing. You can just hear the shift in your voice. And not mm-hmm. that anything was wrong about those other jobs. They led you to where you are at now, but totally. it's like this, like, like a piece, you know, you're just like mm-hmm. happy and relaxed. This is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is, this is it because it, that just fulfills you in so many other areas of your life. If you've got like that basic day-to-day set. Totally. I did want to ask a little bit about um, burnout. because I, I feel, especially as women and especially as type A women, like we are, it happens a lot. Like you mentioned going to Mexico. Um, was that a solo trip or what, what other things were you doing to try to like get over that burnout feeling and figure stuff out? Yeah. I mean, that time period, I would say I was trying to really connect with like my own intuition and like, try to be like, okay, let's, let's like take away all the noise of like what you should be doing, what like you've been conditioned to think you want and like what, even just like what's coming your way, because that can also be like, you're reacting to a lot of things that may not be right for you. You know, like there's a lot of like noise, if that makes sense. And so I was really, I would say like a lot of journaling really helped me a lot of exercise and movement just as much as possible to like for me, that's like grounding and it can, it can get me out of my head, which is really good. A lot of just like confiding in friends and family and in a way that was like, can you just like hear me out? Not like, can you tell me what I'm supposed to do? I think that's a nuance for sure. And yeah, I mean, those were like the main things that I would say really helped me at that time. But I think more than anything, it's like, it is a very uncomfortable feeling to not know what's next and to be like, almost like for me, the hardest part. And I remember I actually went to Mexico a couple of times. One was Tulum, which was more spiritual and and that kind of thing. And then one was Mexico city, which was like more of a fun trip. And on that trip to Mexico city, I remember journaling about this where I was like, oh my gosh, like, have I just like reached the pinnacle? Like, is this it? And like, not that like, it was even from like an egocentric place. Like I've done everything. It was more like, where do I go from here that like is going to be sort of like a new challenge? Like, do, did I just like do it? And now do I just not do anything, you know? And I think a lot of women can relate to that, like sort of like fear of the other side and just like, how do you almost like one up what you've done? And I think 
to your point, it doesn't have to be like a one up, like just because like people ask me this, like, how do you go from being like a co-founder of a business to like working for someone else and like sort of having this, like, does that feel like a step back or step down or something? And honestly, for me, you said this as well. Like, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be because there's so many other things in my life right now that frankly, like weren't there when I was starting and building VoxFox. Like I have Mm -hmm. a lot of other priorities. I have a lot of other things that I, I want to do both within work, but also outside of work. And I think knowing sort of like where you're supposed to be for different stages of life is also like really powerful. So I think that was a big aha moment. And that, that opened a lot of other doors for me in a way that before I was so like one track mind, like, am I just going to start another company? What is it going to be? You know? Totally. totally. And that pressure alone, you know, I haven't come up with another brilliant idea. Like that's debilitating. Right. Totally. Yeah. But I, um, I loved what you did and how you explain all the different facets of what you did. Cause a lot of people, when they face burnout, they speed up and they're like, Mm -hmm. I got to get out of that. I'm going to go do extreme cardio and I'm going to just fight through this. I'm going to power through this. But like you slowed down, you know, you Mm -hmm. you took some breaths, you you went on the trips, like you journaled, you really like looked inward to see what you and your body and your mind needed where Mm -hmm. it's so smart. And I think a lot of people are not as in tune probably and move, try to move past versus like, let's get centered here. And let's make the next move. Yeah. Which I mean, be totally honest, like I'm so guilty of too. There's definitely times where I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. The only way I think I can get out of it is just like distracting myself and like running away from it. It's just, you know, and I think, but I guess what I've learned over the years is like, that doesn't actually get me where I need to go. Like that's going to, it's almost going to put me in a in a state of like lack and making me feel like I'm like, I just, it's almost like survival mode in a weird way where like that would be a position where then I would take what I can get, so to speak. And it would just become very like, yeah, exactly that. And I I knew that like in doing that, like even if that felt like a good solution in the short term, in the long term, I would really end up like regretting not um, going inward. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, like me, like you, because of past experience, there's always a job. There's always someone saying like, you should apply to this or oh, you're starting to look like, here's this, like you could keep saying yes to all those jobs. But if you don't like take that, that beat to be like, what's next for me? Like not just career wise, but like life wise, you know, mm-hmm. you saw what it was like to be a founder and how, an entrepreneur is almost like the loneliest job sometimes because no one quite gets all the hats that you wear. But anyway, it's, it's, I just, I applaud you for like really figuring it out instead of just saying yes to whatever opportunity came or was knocking at your door because you, you, like I said before, you have this like sense of peace and, um, you know, there's the, the vibrancy to your voice. Like you can just hear it. So, you are, you 
laid the foundation to get to such a, an amazing place. And um, we could all take that lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. I mean, if anyone has followed you on Instagram, you are fabulously dressed all the time <laughs> and it just <laughs> look like the picture of health. So can you spill some secret sauce? I see a peloton. I see some weights behind you. Like, what is, what is your routine and what can we steal from you? Oh, thank you. That's that's very nice. I I would say like the the secret sauce for me is it's it's like a combo of getting enough sleep. I definitely need eight hours of sleep no matter what, which I don't have kids, so I like I know that that's that's probably a short window that's possible, but for now it's amazing. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna enjoy it until I can't anymore. But for now, mm-hmm. love eight hours. And I would say I drink a ton of water, so that's like another big like just feeling good, not snacking as much. It like helps like regulate just like appetite and all of that. I would say like something that I've been doing in the last like probably year that I really like is I will do, I tried meditation for a very long time and I definitely understand that why it's great. And like, I think my mind can can race. And so it's, it can be great for Mm -hmm. that. But I think I am somebody who I realize like I need to process life like through my own filter. Like if I, if I just like live every day and I don't like kind of take in what things mean to me and like what experiences, like how they're affecting me positively, negatively, things like that. I'm like, I'll reach a point where I'm, I've had this happen multiple times, but I'll just be very like confused sort of. And they'll feel like, like out of sorts. Like, how did I get here? Even though nothing may have changed. I just feel like life happened and I didn't like process it. So I've been trying to do on my morning and evening walks, which I try to take like at least a little walk with my dog. I will write like literally just like simply like a couple things I'm grateful for, something I'm looking forward to that day, something I'll do for myself that day. And like just like a like a mood word for the day. And then in the evening I'll do something similar, but it's more like reflect on what happened. Something I've changed to like change to be better tomorrow. And so that little reflection, like for me, and then I'll take a like I'll take a photo in the morning, just like whatever I'm doing, so I could just remember it. It's like it takes literally five minutes in the morning, a couple minutes at night. It's not crazy, but it really helps me just like, again, process life, which I think is like, it's been a game changer for just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Boy, and I like that as like, uh, as a visual person, I, I just was listening to you and I'm like, this is such a smart idea of just, the, you know, sets intention for the day and also like wraps it up at night. So let's say something bad happened in the day and you reflected on it and you were able to sleep where if you didn't do that, you might just, your mind might be racing and like, you're losing out on that precious eight hours of sleep. Totally. Totally. And you're like, you're like processing it in your sleep or something like it. I don't even, you know, so yeah. um, Yeah. Those are, those are probably my, my big things. And in general, I think I just, I, I personally love like fashion and dressing as a means to like 
creatively express myself too. I think that's definitely a part of who I am. And like, I, I do think that like, if I can feel, if I can put on a nice outfit, like I'm just going to be in a better mood and all of that. But, you know, again, COVID, COVID was tough because it was a lot of sweatpants every day. So it feels good to like, at least be out of that a little bit. My gosh, you live life in color. And I just want, I want, I want times where I could dress up again and, and be inspired to like go out. So Thank you for posting great outfits because I oh. love that. <laughs> um, okay. This is like such a, like a silly question, but like I struggle sometimes with drinking water. How do you mm-hmm. do it? Do you have like a vessel that like measures things out? Do you have like a timer? Like do you use like flavored water? Like I feel like a lot of people struggle with this. And for me right now with three incredibly young children, I go to coffee so much yeah. more than water and right. it's a bad habit. Like how, how do you drink a lot of water? Yeah. For me, it's like having something with a straw. So I have this like water bottle and has a straw, but I, I think that's like the biggest thing. Like it just needs to be so easy. Cause if you're like having to dump it <laughs> into your mouth in like a meeting, you're just not going to do it. This is like much mm-hmm. easier. My coworkers were all obsessed with like the Stanley Quencher, the one with the handle that's like really big. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll swear by it. It's like apparently like a cult product. So I don't, I don't know, but um, they're always, exactly. They're always sold out. They're like possible to get, but if you can get one, apparently they're amazing because they're, they're big and you can kind of like maybe, I think part of it is like filling it up less frequently, but having it there is like really the trick. But yeah, I I think like if you do struggle with it, a timer would be really good, like just on the hour or something, you know, because for me, as long as I can see it, I'm probably going to be picking it up. But like, if, if that's not enough, I would say like, definitely like a timer or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my watch tells me to get up like once an hour. Like it should be like, get up and drink water. (laughs) Apple, are you listening? Are you listening? Your new watch (laughs) is coming out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's helpful. Because what I've seen around social media these days is this like insane jug. And it's like a motivational jug. And like, I've actually seen people like carrying it around. I'm like, how do you carry that? It's going to weigh like 10 pounds. My sister and her boyfriend have them and they're like, I mean, not to be, I think they're like so ugly. And I'm like, if I had to like, look at that, be like, like they're like rainbow colored. And I'm like, the <laughs> I think if it works and like you feel incentivized to finish it every day, then like, I guess it's doing its job. So I can't really hate, but you know, those are but I just have to laugh. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd rather have the Stanley mug, the giant Stanley mug that's probably really heavy, versus the motivational. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Let's two evils here. <laughs> um. So, I mean, you've done like so much, you know, sort of soul searching, and you have these amazing habits, like. What I also trying to do is to teach people like wellness is not always this like huge lifestyle change that like it it doesn't have to be all encompassing. Like my, for example, my childhood dog name was candy because 
we all love candy. I love sugar. I love sugar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not going to ever give that up. But I think that when people think of like wellness or I do and with health coaching, like they are so freaked out and intimidated because it's like, I have to change everything I do, or I don't even know where to get into this. Like, I mean, I test out weird things. Like I'm testing out mouth taping right now. Yes. Are you liking it? Yes. Uh, really helps you breathe and sleep easier. Although the first time I tried to sleep while doing it, I had a complete panic attack and like went down a Google rabbit hole. (laughs) But it really, I'm doing like a six week test before I like really report out on it. But um, so far, so good. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think people like maybe think like, oh, I heard this, this weird article on Goop and like, that's what wellness is um, or the mouth taping stuff I'm doing. I wouldn't expect someone who's like trying to get rid of like tension headaches to go all the way to mouth taping. You know, that's like a huge, a, a huge thing for them to leap over. Right. But like in your, in your terms, in your world, like how do you define wellness? Like, what do you think? that is in your life, um, out there in like the culture with people today? Yeah, I would say wellness is ultimately about like feeling good in your own skin, I think. And I feel like that for me at least is like, I see it as like mind, body, spirit, something, something like that, you know? And like, I personally I don't know. I I think like I try to practice it in the same sort of like framework where I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something for each, each of those every day. And that's to, you know, that can sound like, oh my God, like, how do you do that? But it could be so small. It's like, okay, for my body, I'm not going to like, I want to eat this cupcake because I love sugar. And like, that's, That looks great, but I'm like, okay, if I just take a pause, I'm like, I love it. It's going to feel good. And then I'm going to feel literally terrible. I'm going to get a headache. I'm going to then crave sugar two hours later. It's going to set up, set off this whole cycle. So let me just not, you know, like, so, I mean, and it's sometimes that works and then sometimes it definitely doesn't, of course, like we're all human, but I think things like that, where it's like, if you sort of just always think like, okay, what, how do I get myself to like actually feel the best and like not, I don't know, this was a huge shift for me. It's like, okay, feeling the best isn't actually always going to be doing what I want in the moment. It's like thinking about how I'm going to feel later on, which is definitely Mm -hmm. really hard to do. But I think even with a workout, you're like, maybe I don't want to work out, but I know that if I can like, Mm -hmm think about how I'm going to feel after I'm going to be much more inclined to like, want to like, just do something, you know, hundred percent. So I think it's, it's that it's like smaller things, but even for like mind, I think it doesn't have to be like meditate or even do like a gratitude practice. It can be like read for five minutes before bed. Like that's something like I do for like mental wellness. And I read like fiction, like just something super Mm -hmm. fun, you know, but I feel good going to bed, like just right. with, like 
a story, you know? So I think it's, it's just more about like how, like leaning deeper into the things that actually make you feel good in like the, the long run. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to jump on that too, it's like, everybody's different. Like you have the things that work for you. I have the things that work for me. And there's a lot of like testing and learning that needs to happen because I too have a very hard time meditating. But when I do, I feel great doing it. But maybe for someone else, like that's their thing. And they have no idea that that's their thing until they try it. Right. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy, like 20 minute, 30 minute in total silence. You know, it can be the five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, then that makes wellness like much more approachable and less scary and intimidating because, you know, everything you're doing now to like decrease the stress, get rid of burnout, to like focus on things you're really grateful for, those add so many, not just like great moments to your life, but like years to your life. Like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. can really like take the moment and reflect and like not have this constant like fight or flight with their bodies. Those are people who can reduce chronic illness, you know, symptoms or even them happening or, you know, just keep the brain health, keep the the breathing health for so much longer. So I love that you have like so many little ways that all add up to like, very big, you know, lifestyle change for you, but like they're they're all helping in their own way and nothing's conflicting with each other. It's just all working together with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one other, one other tip I just thought of that, like, I think has really helped my wellness is sort of just like getting rid of like things that, I mean, it's like Marie Kondo, but literally like (laughs) I try to get rid of things that like sort of like the way I see it is like cloud my wellness because like when I go into my closet, for example, and I'm like, try on a sweater for like the 12th time that like does not fit well, never looks good with any of my pants. It's like that moment of like, I hate this sweater. And then it like spirals into like, I hate everything I own. I have nothing to wear ever. I need to go shopping. Like it's like this whole negative thought pattern that's so normal, right? Like we all have that, Mm -hmm. but it's like just then get rid of the sweater. Like you've tried it on 12 times. It doesn't look good. You hate it. So like, (laughs) you know, and I've had to do that with like, like makeup and like, you know, um, like beauty stuff, food, like snacks, spices, like anything that just like is not working in my life. I'm like, okay, maybe at one point I I thought this great thing, this thing I ordered on Amazon was going to like cure my you know, facial puffiness or something, and I never use it. So I'm just gonna yeah. like get rid of it. And I've learned that honestly, my boyfriend is like a total minimalist and like he hates to like yeah. have any clutter. And he just like, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, he's a monk, he doesn't want things. But I'm like, you know, I, I can respect the like, it just gives you this clarity of thought that I think is like so important to like being somebody who like has wellness in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that plays into what you said before too, of like feeling comfortable in your own skin, you know, why would you have stuff around that makes you uncomfortable or makes you second guess yourself? Like the, there's some copy on my website about, you know, like 
feeling good and looking good, but it's not like superficial looking good. It's, it's to you, you know, like I want everybody to feel so good in their own skin because they feel good. Like in, in all aspects, like get rid of that, that's that sweater that like you had with the ex-boyfriend and you wore in cozy nights out. It holds too many triggers and, and memories like, you know, get in an eating snacking habit that you feel good about because that's going to make you have the confidence and that's going to make you shine and look your best and, and get that complete comfortable in the skinness. Cause I think that that is so attractive in so many ways is like, you see your really good girlfriend like that. And you're just like, wow, like what is she, you know, like she is her and, and, and I appreciate and I love her because she is not trying to be anybody else. She is like all encompassing her mm-hmm. and in career wise and, you know, in people were attracted to, you know, it's just like, it's the best quality to have someone who's just so comfortable with who they are. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have one last question for you and it's a question that I ask everybody. And I understand that if you have a couple answers for it, like that's totally okay. Um, but I started in college, my college roommate and I would always sit around and be like, if we had a button to do something, what would it be? I mean, at that time it was probably like bring pizza yeah, or like make spring break happen faster. Um, yeah. But it's something I have like kiddingly said my whole life. And when Amazon came out with their buttons, I was like, that could have been my idea. <laughs> but anyway, if you had a button and it would do anything in your life, bring you anything, give anything. What would your button do? Mm, I love this question. This is a really good one. I would say, okay, so I have two. Okay. One is like more literal and then one is more spiritual, I would say. But the, the literal one is I the button would bring me like a healthy home-cooked meal on demand. And that's just because I love, I love to eat healthy. It's like if to go back to wellness, it makes me feel my best, but I am busy. So a lot of times I'm ordering or just like hacking something together. That's like decently. Okay. And so like being able to have, have food that like makes me feel good would be amazing. And I think also if, if I could get that button to deliver like a bunch of meals for my friends and family. Like I would love to host with like healthy food. That's like an ultimate kind of way I see my life is like being able to provide that for my friends and family. So like, I don't know, there's something about sharing a meal and like how that can really bring people together. And I would love that. So that's one button. And then I Mm -hmm. think the other would be like, and maybe this is possible through mindfulness or something, but I think a button that would help me like stop overthinking and just kind of like be in the moment and like reset, I think would be amazing. Cause one of my, you know, biggest challenges is like, I just have a very active mind and I like analyze things a lot and I overanalyze and I, you know, there's like hidden meaning and things that like there isn't really meaning in. And I think being able to just like literally reset and be like, okay, let's just like experience what's actually happening now. And like, 
you know, mm-hmm. allow myself to like be back, brought back down to reality a little bit more would be amazing. And obviously like I try to do that in my own practice in my own way, but having a button for that would be amazing. That's awesome. Again, I think it's a strategist habit. I always look for hidden meanings. I'm like, what does this mean? Or what is it? You know, <laughs> and I was like, no, nobody else no. is thinking this. Okay, I, I would like to be invited to that dinner because there's nothing more than I love than healthy food and dinner parties. So yes. please um, sign me up. Yes. And I also think I need the reset button. So great ideas. Really great button <laughs> ideas. Uh, a round of applause here. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, it was an absolute pleasure reconnecting today and chatting with you. I feel like uh, there's so much to learn from. I... I'm going to like re-listen to this podcast and like take a bunch of notes of your how-tos and have them in the show notes um, because I think there's just so many little things that can add up to big changes for people that we can all just kind of steal from you. Oh, thank you. It was so nice chatting. This was so lovely and you had the best questions. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, have a good rest of your day and uh, we'll chat soon. Okay, you too. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Side of Syrup. If you love this episode as much as I did, head on over and rate and review and subscribe so you never miss the next one. Also, if you know someone who would love this episode or podcast in general, send it to them too. Thank you. New episodes go up on Tuesdays. Thanks for tuning in. I can't wait to hang out with you again soon. 